Welcome, everyone. I'm Reba Sparrow, and today we flip the script on the Mystery Box Show podcast. Before we get to today's story, I want to ask you a question. Actually, I want you to ask us a question. If you didn't know, we have a regular roundtable discussion series on YouTube called Sex People. And we have panelists who are professionals in the sex industry and who are also just very well-informed, opinionated, smart people. And they answer your sex and relationship questions. And we have guests lined up like Rain DeGray, Reed Mahalko, Davey Wavy, Samson McCormick, Jesse Gender, and more. And we want you to leave us a voicemail with your questions. Um, side note, I am also on the panel and I love receiving your questions. Nothing is off the table. And we'll have that voicemail number for you after today's story. And speaking of today's story, we are super excited to get up close and personal with this tale of I'm going to say sexy surprise and some discovery. I do want to add that this story takes place in the context of a triad. The story isn't about being in a triad at all, and it doesn't even really call attention to it, which I think is very cool because it normalizes and destigmatizes that relationship situation. But I also acknowledge that if that's not within the realm of your experiences, it might throw you off just a little bit. And we want to make sure that you're able to be there and be present and absorb what the story is actually about. So please welcome into your ear holes, Mel Mosley. I'm on a road trip with my girlfriend, Charity. And we've been talking about me trying a strap-on for the first time. And when we were driving through North Dakota and we see this huge sign for this adult shop, it seemed like a sign from the divine that we should stop there and see what's going on. I pick out the red satin strap-on. It's padded, and it has lace around it, and these little black straps that go behind my thighs. And then on the back, there's this cute little lace-up thing, looks kind of like a corset with a bow at the top right above my butt. It's adorable. It's very girly. Love it. And Charity chooses an identical one. We like to wear matching outfits from time to time, so this is perfect. We love the fact that when we get back home, we'll be able to model these for our boyfriend, Cliff. Now, I have never tried a strap-on, but as a teen, I always had this fantasy that I would get so aroused at some point with someone that my clit would grow to about an inch long, just long enough so that I could penetrate a woman. And that was a fantasy that would just get me off every single time. And I'm thinking, maybe a strap-on is going to give me the same kind of sensation that I was imagining. We get back home, and Cliff has set up the entire basement for us, for our enjoyment. 
He has mattresses and mattress pads and blankets and pillows and fairy lights all over. The first time that I use my strap-on is going to be very luxurious. We call Cliff our Cylon Boy Scout because he's an older man, but he has a body better than most 20-year-olds I know. And he's really good at setting things up, like tents or sex parties. So here we are. I put on my strap-on, and it feels cute and good, but I don't know what dildo to put in this. So Charity and Cliff help me out. We go through our pile of sex toys that we have, and we have quite a few. We have short ones and long ones. We have textured ones. We have ones that look just like cocks with balls, sometimes without balls. We've got ones that vibrate. Charity wants one that's about seven inches long. And I want something that vibrates. So I grab the purple one and I snap it in. And all of a sudden, I just, I feel the weight of this thing on my body. It feels powerful. I just, I want to strut around. I, I want to take up space. I, I want to be big. You can't see me because you can only hear my voice, but I'm just 4'11". I don't tend to take up a whole lot of physical space, but this thing makes me feel like I could. And so I grab Charity and I kiss her and I lay her down on the mattress and then I straddle her one foot on either side of her and I start to try and enter her. And Cliff says, uh, Mel, that's not going to work. What are you talking about? Well, you can't enter her that way. You're going to have to get in between her legs. Oh, oh, right. Thought he was mansplaining. So I get in between her legs and I realize even this angle is super weird for me. Like I'm used to when I am pleasuring charity, being down there between her legs with my face right there, right next to her vulva. And she's got these cute little, oh, her labia are like these cute little kitty ears. They look just like kitty ears. So that's what we call them. They're adorable. Meow. But this is a completely different angle. I cannot see where I'm going. I don't know if I'm going into her anus or into her vagina. I can't really feel it. So Cliff helps me out. He shows me where it is and how to use my hand to kind of gently massage her labia, massage the outside of her vulva until she starts to get wet. And then slowly, I find the right spot. I can feel it now. And slowly, I just enter her body. And I have to tell you, it was very much like the sensation that I imagined I would have when I wished that I could just grow my clit about an inch and enter into a woman's body. And I start to notice as I'm going back and forth, entering her body, that my back is starting to get hot. And usually for me, that's a clue that I'm about to come. And I keep moving in and out of her slowly 
until finally my back is so hot that I just ejaculate right into her. Now, of course, literally, I did not ejaculate right into her. But as we know, our brain is one of our most active sex organs. And so that's just how it felt to me. I actually just ejaculated all over the mattress below me because I'm a squirter. But, you know, that's what happened. But that's how it felt. And then I pulled out of her. And I realized this refractory period that I'm in feels really different from the one that I normally hit when I am a receiver, when I'm being penetrated by a man or a woman with a dildo. And the difference is that I feel tired, like exhausted, like my butt hurts, my leg, like this was quite a workout. I just want to lie down and sleep for a bit. Normally, when I'm being penetrated, which is for 40 years, that's what sex meant to me, opening my body so that someone could come into me. When someone ejaculates into me and I'm in my feminine energy, I just feel like energized and excited. I do want a blanket for a little bit. I want to snuggle up under a blanket. I want to cuddle for a little bit, but I don't need to sleep. This kind of made me like feel like I wanted to go to sleep. And so I start, um, I lie down and I'm spooning Charity and Cliff is spooning me from the back and we're lying there in our little cuddle puddle like we normally do whenever someone between the three of us is in a refractory period. And then Cliff said, do you want to come inside me? Motherfucking fuck. Yes, I do. And so we piled up pillows and we put Cliff over the pillows and his ass was just right up there in the air. And I lubed up my cock and I lubed up his anus and I just started teasing the outside of his anus the same way that I was teasing Charity's labia. And then all of a sudden, he just pulls me right into him. I feel like I didn't even have to do a thing. And I put my hands on his hips and I feel his body soften. It's a feeling I've never felt from him before. And I grab his hips And I realized that I just want to take this man. I want to consume him. And so I grab his hips and I just start pounding my cock inside him. And then he starts moaning and he's moaning and it's getting higher and higher and higher. And then I come right inside him in my brain, which of course doesn't literally happen. I do squirt all over the mattress pads. And then again, I pull out and... I'm exhausted again. I want to lie down and sleep. But Cliff needs a blanket and he needs cuddles. And so we give him a blanket and Charity and I spoon him. And this is a Cliff that I have seen before. Um, I've seen it when Charity has penetrated him. I felt it when I felt him soften as I was entering his body. He talks about the fact that when he experiences that feminine energy in that way, that he can really empathize with the way that women feel every time someone decides to enter their body. And I realized for me that that's how sex has always been. It's been me opening myself up and allowing someone to enter my body. But I have to say the opportunity to be the one who is allowed 
to enter someone else's body is quite an honor. And it was really a lovely experience for me to be able to do that with these two humans that I love. It taught me an awful lot about what my masculine energy does and feels like. I'm really comfortable in my feminine energy. I mean, I know how to be strong in that area, but this masculine energy is really new to me. And learning how to use that, not only in my sex life, but also in other areas of my life, is just beginning for me. So, as it turns out, when we came home, we didn't show up with just two new strap-ons. We also came home with the key to a door to a whole new mouth. See, this is what I'm talking about, folks. I love, love, love stories about the feminine and masculine energy and how they affect us mentally and physically. And I love that in the story, Mel really dives into that mental aspect affecting her physical person and how much space she wants to take up in the world, not just in the bedroom, but like in the world. You can find more about Mel, including her theatrical works, Sexology the Musical and Polyamory the Musical at MelanieMosley.com. We'll have a link to her website in the episode notes for you. Now, if you want to leave a voicemail for our Sex People series on YouTube, it's totally anonymous, so you can get as personal as you'd like to be. There's no judgments here. Dial us up at 971-267-3950. That's 971-267-3950. And then tune into our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash show. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. Hear our sex people guests respond to you in person. And we would love it if you could help our podcast grow by giving us a five-star rating in your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach as wide an audience as possible and climb up the podcast chart. So thank you to everyone who's already subscribed and left a review. You can further support The Mystery Box Show for as little as $3 a month on Patreon. That's like one little latte a month. Please show us your support with one little latte's worth a month at patreon.com slash mysteryboxshow. And you get early access to all of our podcast episodes and YouTube videos. And we have regular behind the scene updates and all kinds of other perks that I think you'll really enjoy. Our audio engineer is Greg Keenan at Sound Minion Studios in Longmont, Colorado, with additional editing and music today from Brett Rothfeld. You can find Brett at brettrothfeld.com. Our music comes from our good friends Farnell Newton and the Other Ship Connection. And thanks to our production assistant, Nicole Perkins, my co-producer, Eric Scheuer. I'm your mistress of ceremonies, Reba Sparrow. On our next episode, we get conversational. Sex is part of our lives. It's part of how we move through the world. It's part of how we are neighbors. It's part of how we are parents. It's part of how we are citizens. I think there's also the issue of privilege. If you're somebody who is working three jobs to be able to afford to live, where is the space for sexuality in your life? We'll see you next time on the Mystery Box Show podcast. <laughs>